Grab a brew, listen up, and get back to you. This is Things I Wish I'd Known podcast. Hello and welcome to Things I Wish I'd Known with your host, Rachel Welford, the podcast where we share positive conversations to create change in your life. And today I am with Lisa McCarg, and I'm very excited to talk to her because I am so... I don't think disorganised is the right word because I'm actually quite organised. I can get a lot of things done, but cluttered, clutter-brained maybe. And Lisa is a former high school teacher. Um, She used to teach Spanish um, turned digital organiser. And just off recording, I was like, oh my God, I'd be so embarrassed for you to see the back (laughs) end of my laptop. It is a disaster. Um, So I'm very excited to speak to her because I'm sure I'm not the only one who is living in digital chaos. Not at all. I think Lisa's going to help us look at things. You know, she's sorted out Google Drives. She's helped people that have had literally millions of unread emails in their inboxes. And when she's not helping people get organised and work on, you know, digital minimalism, if you like, she's hanging out with her family. And I love this bit. Pretending to be a contestant on the Great British Baking Show. Um, yes. I need to, I'm going to ask you as well. What's the, what's, <laughs> let's just start there. What's the best thing you've ever baked? <laughs> okay, so this is like a funny, sad story, actually. I think I think it's the Great British Bake Off in the UK, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. So it is. yeah, the word Bake Off is trademarked in the US, so they have, that's why they changed the title for the US. Oh, Pillsbury so has, so Pillsbury has trademarked. It's the exact same thing, yeah. Like Paul Hollywood. <gasps> and Prulieve and Noel and that that just I guess it's yeah. not coming back next season yeah same same one we I watched it on Netflix that's how we get it Love here it. Um, and we're always behind your episodes air live on Tuesday but we don't get them till Friday so I have to like swear off the internet until I've watched it what do it. they do like edit I, I never know. understand that because I'm like, no idea. Well, I guess but, they maybe have to like produce it for Netflix. Maybe it's a different yeah, screen size I have or no something. Idea. But so <laughs> funny, sad thing. So I, I used to, I loved to bake. And then um, I had a daughter eight years ago. And after I had my daughter, I was really sick for a long time and mm. couldn't figure out why. It turns out I had become lactose intolerant after being pregnant and giving birth and so now like at age 30 ish I figured out oh I can't have dairy anymore and I'm the kind of person like I you know think like butter and cheese Mm. and cream make the world go round and I know what I'm missing because for the first 30 years I was not well first 27 years I was always fine um the best thing I have baked, I think I'm always proudest when I pull off like a really good cake because I feel mm. like cake is a little bit trickier. Like cookies are super easy. You can't, I mean, you can mess up cookies, but like they're still good. Like a bad doughy cookie is still a good cookie, yeah. but cakes are a little more technical. So that's what I'm always more proud of. And so now I have to figure out like dairy-free baking. So if I went on, I would nail like free from week or if it was oh like God. dairy or vegan, I'd be like, got this <laughs> I'm gonna remind me I'm gonna dig out and send you when we finish there's a couple of recipes I'm not I love cooking but I'm rubbish at following recipes so like my, <laughs> my sister and my mum are actually really good bakers like they can make you know meringues and cakes and oh, I tried like, meringues because of bake-off I'm like I don't have the patience for this this takes too long I mean <laughs> to like let them cook it's no. a thing in my family like my nan uh, my grandma she used mm-hmm. to make the most incredible meringues like the kind of meringues that um what's that place in London 
I think it's Carluccio's. No There's this like famous um, kind of Italian restaurant. And outside uh, in the window, they always have these insane meringues, oh, you know, that are like, like shaped huge things. And they have like, both marbled <laughs> and like, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> and my nan used to just m- make them and she used to make this incredible lemon meringue pie. It was like the faint, you know, the famed yeah. thing when you'd be like, nan, make sure you make the, the <laughs> lemon meringue pie. You know? oh and my sister and my mum are definitely on that. Like my mum makes her own bread and they bake oh, cakes gosh. and stuff. I'm that cook who's like, what have I got in my fridge or freezer? And then I just chuck everything in what a pan and make it up as I go along. So baking for Love me is it. like tough. It's hard, hard to like follow a thing. So yeah, mm. when you get a cake good. But I've got um, two recipes that I actually make really well that are oh, super easy to do and they're dairy free, I think. Yes. So there's one that's like peanut butter cookies. Oh, it's good. It's so good. <laughs> it's like coconut flour and peanut mm. butter and coconut oil and I can't remember all the stuff that's in it. But it's, Half it's, the stuff is like coconut and almonds now. Yeah, basically. Coconut, almonds and flax. Welcome yes. to oil. Oil life yes. is going to be right. your baking life now. Using oil be, instead of butter. That should be it. Um, but they come out really, really good. And there's like a gooey brownie recipe. That nice. Also, always good. Yeah, super good. Um, so I know that everybody, people didn't tune in to listen to the cake. <laughs> I know because I, I wanted to talk more like watching Bake Off I, is how I learned like so much British slang. And then like Bake Off is like a gateway show because I love Taskmaster and I like eight out of 10 cats and I like QI, but I just have to like find them all online. So I, every now and then I have to Google like, what does chuffed mean? Like that one early on, I was like, what? Like I'm chuffed. I'm like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Or like there was a, there was a season of Taskmaster Someone just kept yelling "bosh" like after they nailed a task. But it didn't nail a task. Just "bosh." So now my husband and I occasionally <laughs> just go to each other. "Bosh." That's so good. Yeah. I never think about that. I love. Um, it's all these little words. I'm like, I think what that, does that means mean? this. "Bosh" was. I I hope it's not something vulgar. I'm so sorry, everybody, if it is. No, but no, no. From my understanding, it's like celebratory. Yeah, yeah. It just means like, like, like oh, I nailed it. it. Like, it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like it's done. Like. <laughs> You're watching YouTube, you know, that's done. Yeah. It's so funny because I've got on, um, on my TikTok feed, my TikTok feed is very bizarre. Um, (laughs) I don't know about anyone else's not for you page. Uh, Not for you page? For you page. (laughs) There should be a not for you page. Sometimes it is a not for you page. Um, But it's, yeah, sometimes I get these things where it's like American rappers listening to like UK grime and then trying to decipher it. It is hilarious i can't so even imagine like, oh my god he just said this it means that and i'm like it does not mean that <laughs> Love it. Oh, he's talking about this you're like he is not talking about that like, no no sweetie oh you sweet summer child that's not what that means <laughs> love it oh my god I love it so I mean how did you get into this so it's quite a a niche market isn't it digital organizing and like you've mentioned that you you know you you like to I guess live in minimalism yeah so so it's tell me how that kind of came about it's a weird it's a weird long windy road so uh, I don't know how many years ago now I ran across um a documentary on Netflix I really need to say, I can't remember if it's called Minimalism or The Minimalist. But it's, it's so good. Is it the two, two guys? guys. Okay. Yeah, so it's good. two guys like Joshua Fields and Ryan Nicodemus, I want to say. Or maybe yeah, I flipped you... their names. Anyways, yeah. if you Google The Minimalists, like it's two guys. It's that'll so pop good. Up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's this fantastic documentary. And kind of in a nutshell, um, like the, the very last line of the documentary 
is something about loving people and using things because when we flip it around, things go wrong, like using Mm. people and loving things. Um, But that was kind of the start of me as far as like a a minimalist. Um, And I got rid of probably two thirds of like my possessions and I I have a husband and child. So, you know, we like have stuff, Um, but it just, it is amazing the weight that is lifted when you get rid of stuff. And, you know, for example, people are like, well, isn't it harder to get dressed in the morning because you have way fewer clothes, but because you have fewer things, you see these new combinations of clothes you can put together and every shirt is your favorite shirt. It's not like you have all these clothes and these three shirts you love to wear all the time. No, you love everything you have. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you're happy to wear all of it. And um, I... So I was a teacher for 10 years. Um, I'm actually, as we're recording this, it's almost my one year anniversary of leaving the classroom, which yeah, is exciting. It's, exciting it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a good choice for me. Um, but I was teaching and I happened to be on zoom with someone sharing my screen and they said, Oh, I'm going to be teaching direct object pronouns. I don't know how I want to intro this. I'm like, Oh, I have a story and a really cute activity. Hang on. Let me pull it up. And so I pull it up and I'm like, Oh, you know, here it is. And my friend I was talking with goes, oh my gosh, Lisa, how did you do that? I'm like, oh, you know, I just opened up PowerPoint and I made it. And they're just like, no, 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 no. Not how did you make the resource? How in the world did you find that so fast? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, Lisa, it would have taken me at least 15 minutes to find that file. I'm like, what do you mean it would have taken you 15 minutes to find this file? And um, we had this conversation about, she legitimately believed Google Drive was just a terrible product. Everybody in the world hated it. It couldn't be organized. It was just a bad platform. Um, and I was like, no. And she was, she said, you don't understand. I didn't even think a Google Drive like yours was like a possibility. She was, this is not even something in my reality that I thought could exist. Like, you need to tell people about this. You need to mm. teach people. Um, and so I started working with teachers. And I think actually that conversation happened in like late 2019. Little did we know the... Yeah. Um, can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little did we know the the shit storm that was about to come with COVID. Um, and in the U S like we, some schools shut down. I taught at a private school. Mm. Um, so we had some different, we, we weren't beholden to some of the restrictions of public schools. So basically, um, March, 12th, 2020 was the last day I saw, I saw um, that group of students in person. Seven days later, it was a Thursday. The next Thursday, I was here in my home office teaching from home, and we carried on for fourth quarter of that year, the last term. Um, and the next year, we were back in person. So like we talked through this, and mm-hmm. I was used to it because I was at a one-to-one school. Every student brought their own device. We did a lot of stuff electronically. Yeah. But a lot of teachers for the first time were thrown into use Google Classroom. It's or they were teaching mm-hmm. online, and they were like, "Holy shit! I how, how am I going to how do I do this? this?" And it was like files, files, emails, emails. Ah. And um, you know, we, we were it's not like we had anything else going on, like managing like a global pandemic. Like you know, there was a lot <laughs> going on, and, and so that's kind of. You've got your kids at home and you've got to teach other kids. Oh my gosh. Yes. I taught right here at the desk. I'm at my child was, she was not in school yet. So she had just turned five and I, I, there were days I taught with like a screaming five-year-old at my feet, like with my high schoolers. And it was, it was horrible, (laughs) but that's really when I started 
really being vocal about, okay, like everybody buckle up, like, here's how we handle this. Like, you don't need to save all the things. Here's how you should name it. Here's how you should make Mm. file folders. Here's how you should manage all these emails that are coming from parents and students and admin and all of the like educational technology companies were like free trial, free trial, free trial. And like, if you know a teacher, you know, like we love some free stuff because like pay is not great in the U S or like all the things. Yeah. But also um, like free trials are things. Really overwhelming. Gets, I get sucked into that so much as well, because you're like, yes. when you run your own business, it's like, this is going to save mm-hmm. you time or this is going to mm-hmm. help you do this. And, mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, cool. And then you great. end up with like, I don't know, 500,000 free trial things. That yes. Comes really overwhelming. And you're Plus, like, oh. you're investing. It's not just like digital space or whatever you're investing. Time and energy, your time mm-hmm. and energy are resources. So and those are areas. Space. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Cognitive load is like the fancy term for like how much stuff your brain can do, like how much energy your brain has mm-hmm. to execute like cognitive functions. Yeah. Um, and clutter decreases that your yeah. cognitive load. It, it eats it up real fast. Um, decision fatigue is a real thing. So yeah. even when it's a decision, like try which file do I open or what should I use? All of those little things really add up, but really through that is when I started helping teachers. Um, I've had an online business myself since 2019. And so I was kind of in this online business world as well um, and started helping business owners. And that's what I do. Now when I tell people what I do, I I say I'm a digital organizer because it's the easiest way to explain it. It's the not 20 minute version of everything that I do. Yeah. but people are like, oh my God, you, I need you. Like you haven't seen my files or my email or, oh, my Canva. If you use Canva, you know, it's terrible. It's horrible to organize. <laughs> I'm laughing when Rachel is, the, that's the reaction. Canva's, I ca- Canva, I ca- anybody, if you're listening, Canva is a freaking nightmare. Your user interface is terrible. It's <laughs> amazing for design though. Like, I used to use it, Oh, I love it. It's so easy. I used to use like, Photoshop I'm, and Illustrator because I've mm-hmm. got, you know, a bit of an art background. Mm-hmm. And then not. when I found Canva, I was like hang on a minute it's I can like, click a button and remove a background I don't have yes, to draw around and do yes, this and do that and, and change like, all the the colors to like your brand colors like boom like yeah it's so, so much easier quick, but yeah. the filing is terrific Terrible. and the search function is really bad as well yes. yeah um, not a fan of I'm not a fan of Canva's organizational features system. yes yeah. Canva as a design tool my friend because I'm design challenged but everyone's like it's Oh, everyone's Canva is a mess. I actually met somebody the other day. All she does is organize Canva. That is her job. She works with like online people and brand designers. And that's what she does. She is a Canva organization expert. And I'm like, writing down your name. This is like one of the things where I think it's so interesting, isn't it? Like different people's niches. Because that's so niche. It's so so needed if you... The amount of time that I yes. spend just searching for files, looking for things. So one of the mm-hmm. reasons like I have problems with content, I've made so much content over the last four years. I haven't because filed you have any to keep of it, remaking it. But I haven't yeah. filed any of it. I don't yep. ever repeat content ever. Yep. Yep. But you yeah. could because nobody would really know. I know. <laughs> That's the thing. A lot of people I work with, they're they're remaking content. They're rewriting copy for launches or yep. sales pages because they can't find it. Find it. And it, they're like, screw it. I'll just start over because yep, I've already wasted 20 minutes searching. Exactly. And that's a teacher problem too. Mm. And then you remake the activity, you go to save it, you go to name it. And it's like a file with this name already exists. Are you 
kidding me right Don't now? Even. And it's the one you were looking for. You're Don't like, even. Yes. It makes me so angry. Like when, yes. you, when you're searching for something and searching for something, you can't mm-hmm. find it. And then, and mm-hmm. I'll just go, fine. Okay. I'll just redo it. And yes. then literally it's like, won't let you save it because yes. it's the same as the file yep. you spent 45 minutes looking for. And then we create, yeah, 21st century problems. You are yeah. not alone. And no, then you're no. just, then you're just in a horrible mood for the rest of the day. You're like, screw it. I am done working. And you walk away because you're just mad and frustrated. Yeah. And that's, you know, a big part of like, I don't want people to feel like that. Like yeah. we got way bigger issues. I always say like, stop swearing at your like files. Cause there's way more important things to swear about <laughs> than like your emails it's and files weird, and stuff. I feel like, yeah. It's a weird one. I think because I'm so chaotic about, mm-hmm. and, and I imagine people will resonate with this as well. It's so funny. I was having a conversation at the weekend with um, uh, a good friend of mine's new girlfriend, who's lovely, by the way, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> and we were chatting about how at the beginning of the year, she or she's diagnosed ADHD. I think I have it. Um, but she, we were talking about the beginning of the year when you get a new planner and you're like, this yes. year, <laughs> this, is it. this year's going to be different. I'm going to be so organized. And I'm actually very good yes. at getting organized. So yes. I've got a Trello board. I've got Airtable. Mm-hmm. I've got Miro. Oh, I love Airtable. I love Airtable. Speak, it's like my love language. That's so how satisfying. I organize the podcast stuff. And that's probably the love only it. one that I sort of managed to like keep up with. Um, G, G, Google Drive, my Dropbox, um, all these different things. I've got mm-hmm. all these organizational Asana I've used. Um, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much any tool that is that you get told is going to help you organize like, your yoink. life. Yes, please. I spend about two weeks. I do the same with planners. I'm like, did do, do, do. And I write out everything mm. I'm going to do for the year. And I, or I organize all the files and I do all my things. And I'm like, yes, I've done it. I'm so good. I've, I'm organized. It's going to be different this time. And yes. then it's keeping up the system that, that. I can't, it's, Yes. I don't know what happens to my brain. And then the system becomes overwhelming because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, there's too much stuff. So I don't look at it anymore. And then about six months later, I go, I need a new system. This is crazy. So I just yes, start, I'll just start over. And I actually had an email the other day from a company saying, we're closing your account. <laughs> because you haven't logged in and whatever. Yeah. I forgot that I even set it up and I yep. spent months doing that. And then I got an email the other day saying, you haven't logged into this since 2020 or whatever. Yeah. And then when I went into it, I was like, oh my God. And there was so this much good great. stuff in there. And I just totally, yes. f- totally forgot it even existed. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's dig into this. Cause there's a, a lot of things <laughs> happening and they're really common. That's the other thing. Like this is so common um, because who doesn't love a shiny object mm. and like new tool. And oh my God, I, I, when like, back to school time. And like right now I cannot go to like the stationary section of a shop because I love planners. I love pens. Mm, I love notebooks. Like it's just a problem. So I just avoid the situation. But when it comes to digital organizing, really any organizing, but I'll stay in my realm of digital. You, I always like keep it. You want to keep it simple and you have to find what works for you. So -hmm. like I use Asana ClickUp is kind of like not the new kid on the block, but it's the one I hear a lot of people going yeah. to and they love it. And you know what? I'm sure ClickUp is freaking amazing. I'm sure it's great, but I already have Asana. It works for me. And I don't want to take the time and energy to learn ClickUp 
because I don't work with people. I I sometimes work with people's project management systems, Mm -hmm. but it's not like my main thing. So it's not like, I'm like, eh, like the cost benefit analysis. I'm like, meh. And, you know, that was the same thing back in teaching. I used a game called GimKit that's super fun. It was like made literally by like a 17 year old as a school project and it's fabulous. But there again, there's a new game called Blook It that got really popular during COVID and pandemic teaching and everyone loves it. And again, it's a great product, I'm sure. I've never Mm. used it because I didn't need it. I already had something that fulfilled that need. So like if you use Asana, don't feel like you have to use ClickUp or Trello or, Mm. you know, Airtable or whatever. I think the UK equivalent at the moment is one called Notion. Oh, yeah, Notion. Mm Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Everyone it's seems to be talking about that. Circles, and yeah, they're also See, like p- pitching it in a way of like, yes. oh, if you've got ADHD, this and this. So I this was like, ah, oh, and then okay. I just, thought, just don't, just don't. Because then you have to learn again. it, and then you got to move everything, and then what happens is your ideas are not going to use it. I know I'm Airtable and Trello and Asana and this, and when stuff is all scattered about, that's the other problem because now not only. Are you searching, you know, let's just say Asana for like this task or this mm. thing? You're like, shoot, maybe I didn't put it on Asana. Maybe it was in Trello. Crap, maybe I just mm. made like a Google Sheet. And now not only are you searching one platform, you're having to check like five different yeah. platforms. So that's one thing I do. Um, I work with a lot of people is we consolidate. Yes. Or, like, because I mean, I have... I. <laughs> I have one, two, three, I think I have like seven Google drives of my own. And then I, and then I manage like two more for clients. I have two drop boxes as well, Mm -hmm. but every single one has a designated purpose. So I know if it's like behind the scenes learning for my business, oh, that's in La Maestra MCH at Gmail. Like that's in that account. That's what I use to sign up for courses and freebies and opt-ins. Like I know that's where it is. If it's, you know, like my notes from a consulting client. Oh, that's in Lisa at Lisa MCH because that's mm-hmm. like my consulting client thing. Um, but yeah, so you really, it's about finding the tools that work with you and being strong enough to say, this works for me. Like I don't yeah. need shiny object syndrome because it's, it might be an investment, a financial investment, but really there's always more money. You can always get more money. Okay. But there's not, no one has more time. You cannot Mm. get more time. How you choose to spend your time, that's all you get. And it Mm. could end tomorrow. Like none of us know how much time we have. Um, So, you know, do I want to spend my time learning ClickUp? I don't. I really don't. And I'm sure it's great, but I'm not going to. And then energy as well. Yeah, you can kind of get more energy. There's things we can do. Um, But for a lot of people, energy is a very, very precious resource, whether that is physical energy, mental energy, focus. It's something that you want to take that into consideration. So when mm-hmm. I work with people like decluttering and minimalism, uh, like I I left Twitter before all the stuff happened with Twitter a long time ago because educational Twitter, every time I went on it, it had finally kind of become a negative space for me. Mm. And I was leaving in a like feeling worse than when I went on. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, why am I going on this? Like I, so that's something I pretty much just removed from my life. And I check in every now and then to make sure I didn't accidentally get tagged in some Twitter feud or something. Um, But when we talk about like digital organization, I talk a lot about it in terms of like energy and time is really the two main resources. Cause when you're just redoing, I get so frustrated. Like Mm -hmm. I will redo things. This is where (laughs) 
probably yeah. probably anyone that listening to this that's like diagnostics for ADHD will probably be like, yeah, babe, that's, <laughs> that's, a, like, yeah. that's, a, yeah, that's an executive function thing. Because I will literally... Comment below, email Rachel if you're that person and yeah, you can honestly, like, like, skip her ahead in the queue. I just, <laughs> like, no it's, I've been on the wait list since December 2019 and they've wow. now told me that it's going to be another two years from this point. So four years to get an appointment. Wow. You could come to the US and just pay 20 grand and get in tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. And you can kind of pay for it in the UK, but there's now a nine month waiting list, even if you pay. Because wow. it's got, gone so crazy with people. Everybody's been home and actually had to like, I, that's like a good thing and a bad thing. I feel like everyone like was home during the pandemic and had to sit with themselves and like were forced to get to know themselves. And like, that's when I was like, oh, I was literally like, and also because I used to share and then I moved into my own flat by Mm -hmm. myself and so suddenly it was like really evident that yeah people weren't moving things and you know it was just like (laughs) it was like like that Taylor Swift song it's me hi I'm the problem I'm the problem it's me hi Um, and it was and it's fine you know for a lot of things it's fine you can find a workaround but like yeah I've done things like written a whole brand document you know that took me say like months like two months and it's got like you know my keywords mm-hmm. and my direction and the all mission the things that took a like lot of time the, and the effort brand and thought colors and like all this stuff yeah. and it's taken ages to put together and then sometime later I'll be like searching for the brand document and when it comes up there's like say four brand documents and I've actually done that yes. document multiple yes. times forgot it existed started it again and then you know or like I'm in the process of writing a book so we'll see how that goes um and that's mm-hmm. been hilarious because I'll start writing and then I get overwhelmed <laughs> by everything that's in the thing so then I copy it into another one and then so now mm-hmm. I have all these files that are called things like not this one at the beginning in caps because there's yes. another one that, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. that I've copy pasted or started yep. and then I have to like copy paste out of and consolidate it's ca- it's literally chaos I don't know yes why or why it's, I do that to myself yep. yes <laughs> I feel like I'm just getting like everyone yes, must be like on like- the surface she looks so like she's got it together <laughs> now I'm giving away all the so secrets many people <laughs> that I work with are like wildly successful people, like Mm. six figure business owners. Like they make hundreds of thousands of dollars. They have from the outside looking in very, I mean, they are successful, but like really like everything's a well oiled machine running great. And behind the scenes, it's a mess. Like it's that's so awful. good to know because I'm yeah, you know, and one they're just day. flying by like a wing and a prayer. Or there's a saying like in the U.S. like it's held together with spit and bailing wire. I always say like <laughs> spit and a prayer. Like it is just barely holding on, and they're like scrambling, and they've got all these like untitled or you know like April promo thing and stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's very tricky. So for people that are listening at home, where do they start? Because I think that's often, you know, like I had a big declutter when I moved flat and it felt amazing. And then some months later, I actually had another big declutter and I took out. I was actually shocked mm-hmm. at how much stuff I was taking out. And um, I felt so good afterwards. I felt so clear and, yes. and like focused. But it's that beginning bit. I think if I wasn't moving house... Mm-hmm. 
I yeah. never would have actually actioned that. So yes, obviously it's different physical to digital. But mm-hmm. if people are sitting there like me and they're thinking, because mm-hmm. actually we only said this off recording, didn't we? Every year I promise myself that I'm going to spend two yeah. days digital filing over Christmas because mm-hmm. I don't have clients. I don't have anything. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, imagine if you just like got your Dropbox because like in Dropbox. Got it together. In Dropbox, I have multiple files that are called mm-hmm. things like um, file or delete. But there's multiple of them that yes. I need to like go through and decide what's in there and do I need to file it or delete it. Yes. And I have multiple like um, files that are called things like desktop. And then when mm-hmm. my desktop gets like chaos, I just dump <laughs> it all in a folder called yeah. desktop. And then I take that folder and I put it in Dropbox. It's like shoving it in the closet. Like when you're a kid and you like <laughs> shove it in the closet, like push the door shut. And we so just don't bad. open that door. It's so bad. But I've been doing that now for four oh, years. Yeah. So you can imagine the, the chaos. So every yes. year at Christmas, I'm like, do you know what? If you just spent like a couple of days you can just go through it. Also, your computer is getting slow. Yes. Your Dropbox is getting full. Yeah. And there's loads of stuff in there that genuinely yes. could be deleted. Like, you just don't need it. And you're going to feel so good when you've done it. And every year, I genuinely believe that I'm going to do it. And every year, I get distracted by mince pies. And it's then it's January and I haven't done it. And mm. so how do people get started? Because I think also it's yeah. very overwhelming. When I start to mm. think about what yes. I need to do, I'm mm-hmm. just like, I, I don't even know where to begin and if I yes. am gonna start to file it in a different way what ha- yes and then I don't know what that way is so then I just don't do it yeah so okay you have hit the nail on the head like this is what I do um with people a lot is they want to get going but they have like no idea like where to start they just mm. they need a plan and so that's a lot of what I do is like okay here's our plan here's your checklist here's what you're gonna do so when it comes to decluttering, this is actually where I like to kind of start. It depends on the person. We either start decluttering or we'll actually like build a system. So as we declutter and find things we need, we know exactly where to put it. Mm-hmm. So if you are a person that's great at building structure, you're just not great at like keeping up with it. Sometimes it's actually really helpful to build the file folder first. So as you're going through stuff, you don't kind of get distracted. Oh no, where do I put it? You know, you know exactly where it's going to go. Yeah. But when it comes to decluttering, just like you're doing physical decluttering, we want to start with really easy stuff. So I'm going to use um, Google Drive as an example, but like all of these apply to pretty much anything like Dropbox, your downloads folder or whatever. Don't even get started on the downloads. Oh, everybody. That's their thing. (laughs) But if you start, start with old stuff. Okay. Start Mm -hmm. with stuff that's really old. So if you are in Google Drive, I'm going to open mine up on my other screen here so I can actually walk you through and make sure I'm telling you exactly what this is called. This is Um, great. In Google Drive, there's, if you use a list view, um, instead of like all the little squares here's date you get it'll say date last modified date last modified by me or date there's last opened by me this is the last time you actually Mm. opened that file if you sort if you've never done this and you sort last opened by me um you might be surprised how old some of your files are depending how long you've had this account but if you do that 
you might get stuff that maybe you haven't opened it since 2019. And it's Mm. almost 2023 as we're recording this. 2023 is like, I don't know, a couple of weeks away. So if you haven't opened it, I know, right? Yeah. If you haven't opened it in four years, like, you're not gonna. You haven't, you haven't even opened the file. Do you really need it? Probably not. And sometimes you do find stuff. You're like, oh my gosh, that's where that training went or that's where that swipe file went. And then what we do is we rename it something because guess what? You can rename anything, including all those free downloads so Mm -hmm. that it makes sense to you. Um, That's when we make sure it's a good name and we file it somewhere where you're actually going to use it in like a a folder called learn. I always tell everyone, like, especially if you're an online business owner, have a folder called learn or professional development or opt-ins from people or something. It's interesting because in my Dropbox, I have actually got one that I do I'm actually quite good at keeping and that is like my study folder and any because I do a lot of courses a lot of training like I'm obsessed with learning and I I love learning but Mm -hmm. often then you're going to need like your um uh, what do you call it like manuals or yes all um, their like downloads from the courses templates they give you all and that stuff, stuff that I use like really mm-hmm. frequently because say if I'm doing um a one-to-one client and mm-hmm. they present with a specific issue I might be like mm-hmm. oh my god I know the protocol for that but I haven't yes. used it I haven't yes. used that protocol for ages hang on a minute and I know it's in that study folder yes and then exactly. I can pull it out like super easy or like my feelings wheels yes. or like um mm-hmm. the things that shows how emotions move through the body all these different yes. kind of like heat maps that show yes. how emotion moves and so if somebody doesn't know how they're feeling I'll be like well where mm-hmm. is it in the body and yes. it shows them the heat map and it can help them yes. get clarity so it's those and kinds you of things know where that is because yeah because yeah that's the thing I always so there's <laughs> I always ask people to I, I presented at a conference recently and I think the room I was in I don't know there was probably like a hundred and some people in this room. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, all right, I'm about to ask you, you're going to turn your talk to your partner. It was all educators. So you're going to turn and talk to your partner, which we're like, teachers are the worst when it comes to audience participation. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, this is the weirdest thing you were going to say all convention. This is the weirdest question you're going to answer. Tell the person next to you, where are your socks? So if I ask you and they're like, Ugh. So if you ask me, hey, Lisa, where are your socks? Oh, they're in my bedroom. They're in the dresser. They're in the top left drawer. They're in the front middle part of the drawer. Because, of course, my drawers are subdivided. Welcome yeah. to my brain. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, if you're like, well, I'm not organized. I can't be organized. You already manage a very complex organizational system. It's your house. Mm. If I, if you need a pair of socks, you don't start looking underneath your bathroom sink. Probably you don't go to the kitchen and start opening drawers looking for your socks. (laughs) True. Um, Like you know where they are. Yeah. Digital files should be the same way. So if you're like, oh, I want that heat and feelings map. Oh, I go to you know, my learn folder, it's from this course by, I don't know, Julie. And oh yeah, it's, you know, I think it was like module two or, oh, it's in this handout one and there it is. And it's, and it's actually called like feelings, heat map, you know, image or whatever key or, you know, whatever it is. So if you're like, oh, I just can't do it. Yes, you can literally think of it just like clothes. Think of it just like if all I always tell people, if you leave all of your files just like heaped into like my drive, the my drive mm-hmm. section, that's like if you went into your bedroom or wherever you keep your clothes and you put them, you pulled all of them out of the drawers, out of your closet, and you just put them in a big heap in your floor. 
that's what it's like. You're never going to find some matching socks. (laughs) You're never going to find like your favorite shirt. Stuff is going to get buried in the middle of it and you're never going to find it again. Yeah. But when you take all those out and you have, you know, a drawer for socks and underwear and a drawer for pajamas, and this is where I keep my pants, this is where the sweaters go, you know, more or less the right area. Yeah. And then you can find what you want. That's what digital organizing is like. As well, because um, one of the things that I read about ADHD, because I've started trying to implement things anyway, Mm -hmm. like whether I've got it, whether I've got it clinically or not. It's helpful. It's good. It's it's good strategies. It's good coping strategies. And I'm just realizing like the same as anything. I'm always like, you know what? If you can bring awareness to something. Yes. Then you need to action. You can't like having awareness of something. Oh, I do these things and maybe Mm -hmm. they're a little bit strange or yeah or maybe there's a better way that I whatever. could, could yeah. do it um and so I started reading loads of stuff about you know how how to organize yourself if you're mm-hmm. you know not neurotypical yeah and one of the things that I read consistently was about boxes mm-hmm. and it was about having boxes for things instead of um keeping things all hidden away in drawers because if no. you have a certain type of ADHD once mm-hmm. you can't see something it's see like it, it, it like exist. ceases to exist yes um and I would always like lock myself out of my flat and obviously that wasn't really a problem when I lived with people because yeah but now now I live by myself it's actually quite a big problem yeah and um one day you know I was trying desperately to break back into my flat with the help <laughs> of a neighbor and a ladder mm. and a, I had to make a really really long um get a coat and then it had this like super long piece of wire trying to hook Mm -hmm. my keys off of my it was a nightmare because I had a client and I was freaking out I was like oh my god how am I going to get back in the flat Mm -hmm. and and my phone I didn't even have shoes on I went out to take the bins out and the door just clicked behind me and I I thought I'd put it on the latch and I was like no and um now I have some some ways to work around this, but one mm-hmm. of the things that it said was everything that you need for the day, put it in a box next to your mm-hmm. front door. Yeah. And I thought, stupid idea. Anyway, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah. I've barely forgotten my keys since. Yes. I've barely forgotten my wallet since. Because you know, I just every have, time to I have to check this box. And every time and I get come my, in the house, it's the first thing I see. Empty yeah. everything into the box that lives in the box. And mm-hmm. then every time I leave the house, what do you need from this box? And I can physically yes. see it and I put it into my handbag and then I yes. leave the house. It's such a good system. And so then I started implementing it around my house. So I have baskets yep. in my bathroom. Yes. I have baskets in my wardrobe. So like when mm-hmm. you said, where are your socks kept? <laughs> my socks are actually kept in a box. Perfect. The top of the left-hand side of my wardrobe. And you know. And then you can just chuck, That's you know, the chuck thing. everything into the box. It is so much about finding the system that works. I always say it's mm. the system that works for you, your brain, and your business. And we work yep. for business owners. So I'm like, anyone who tells you they have a ready-to-go like file system they'll just give you, like run. Because I haven't talked to you because like I like a folder in a folder in a folder in a folder. Like I have folders like I like very specific. I like a lot of subcategories. That's probably that's not going to work for you, maybe. Mm. And most people I work with, they don't like that. Um, So when I work with people, it really is. okay. you know, tell me how you organize things or tell me what works. Tell me what doesn't work. Like Mm. you just said, like you telling me about, oh, so I put it in boxes. It's amazing. Okay, so what that tells me is you're not going to be a person that we're going to be able to do like folders and folders and folders. So we're going to need it all like surface level so that you can actually see it 
and remember. Maybe this is where oh, I'm yeah, going. Oh, yeah. I have that. I forgot I did that. But look, there it is right there on like when I click on my driver, you know, whatever. It's right there. Yeah. Or, and maybe that's where I'm going wrong because I tend to file folders in subcategory, mm-hmm. subcategory, subcategory, and then I can never find. And it's not yeah. even about finding things. It's about knowing where to put something when I've yeah. got it. Because then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's I've got thing. this thing. Is that subcategory? Yep x y or z or should it yes. be in this one or should, and then i get yes. overwhelmed and then i think i just don't want to i don't yeah. want to do it so, so that's the other thing it. people like they want to i think you know they want to do it right right away they don't want to mess it up yeah but i'm always like you know you're never gonna figure it out until you do it so just try mm. something if it doesn't work it's pretty easy to reorganize digital files like it's not like the old school filing cabinet where there's four drawers and there's actually all papers and folders and it's very yeah. laborious to actually have to read, like do everything. We can just drag and drop. We can, oh, you know what? Let's just pull that folder out or, oh, hey, let's just drag that file over into this folder instead. Or, you know, I'm really finding that this would actually be better if I put it in, you know, my Dropbox or in this mm. drive. It's really easy to move stuff, but you're not going to know what you need until you try something. Yeah, And then you realize okay, this seems like a good idea, but I forgot about da-da-da-da-da. Okay, let's try this now. And so a lot of times when I work with people, it's okay, well, we're going to start this, you know, try this for a couple of weeks and then, okay, how'd that work? What worked? What didn't? What are you running into? Okay, let's adjust. So how about now we, okay, well, why don't we do this? And they're like, oh, okay, let's move it there and things like that. Amazing. Yeah, I do think it's very much... um like you say, having the system, but then keeping the mm-hmm. system up. What the are some... other... Oh, go on. Sorry. I was going to say, are like maintenance things? Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. It's like, how do you... Because it's all well and good. Okay, so mm-hmm. you've done the declutter. You're feeling yes. really proud of yourself. It's like but that then in new, two weeks, it's like a nightmare again. Like, ah, yeah. Yeah. How, how do you stay on top of everything? So organization, it, it it's all about habits. Mm. So for a, a lot of people that I work with... Um, what they'll do is they'll download something it goes into their downloads folder they open and they look at it like this is amazing or they use it and then it just stays in downloads and your downloads folder is not meant to be a permanent place to save files it's a temporary holding ground people (laughs) Rachel's like oh I feel called out she's not the only one this is a really common this is a really common thing for people so one of the big things I work with is like okay Your new habit is when you download something, you immediately pull it out of downloads. Even like as a teacher, sometimes I didn't have time to like file it where I needed to. So I'd pull it out to my desktop of my computer because that was a temporary place. And then at the end of the day, I would see, okay, what's on my desktop? Okay, I'm going to rename it and then I'm going to file it like where it should actually go. So I'll Mm. actually see it or know where to look for it. So it's little habits like yeah. as soon and I always challenge people too. I say time yourself and see how long it takes to do this because it literally takes like 20 seconds when you right. have systems in place. And there's um there's kind of like a common rule in the decluttering organizing world. And it, sometimes it's the one minute rule. Sometimes it's the two minute rule. Um, I first heard about it from a gal named Gretchen Rubin in one of her books. Um, for me, it's the one minute rule, which is if it takes less than a minute, just do it. Yeah. So for me, I my, here's my like toxic habit is like, so I have this like sweater on right now or this t-shirt and I'll just go take it off and like throw it on the floor or toss it on my bed or something. And like, 
it would literally take me 10 seconds to put it on a hanger and hang it up and put it away. Yeah. But I'm like, and so I, I probably dozens of times a day say to myself, if it takes less than a minute, do it. And I begrudgingly pick up the sweater, put it on the hanger and put it away. And I do that a lot or like putting the dish in the dishwasher instead of just setting it in the sink Yeah. because you know, that takes literally three seconds. Yeah. But if I let it all pile up, now I have a giant sink of dishes and it feels so, I'm like, yeah. and I put it off, put it off and it gets, it gets bad. Yeah. Um, so really it's habits. So it's things like renaming and filing files right away. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, like I said, for me, my system was I would put stuff in my down or pull it out to my computer desktop. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, go through and like, okay, I don't, I don't need that screenshot, like deleting. Okay. Delete, delete, delete. Oh, I do want that. Move that here. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. I needed to upload that into Canva so I could make the whatever. Let me upload it to Canva. And then like, I don't actually need that photo anymore. Cause now it's in Canva. Like, eh. um, so I would sort of that desktop kind of acted as a to-do list for me. Yeah. The other thing is if you have a ton of files and like decluttering, just say, I'm going to delete five files every day. You're like, sweet, five. I have to get my calculator mm. up. If you do five files in Monday through Friday, because let's not work on the weekends, and there's four weeks in a month, you're getting through 100 files a month. So that if you delete five files a day, Monday through Friday for one month, you will have deleted a hundred files. And when you can think about it in those little chunks, it seems much more manageable and it's a lot, it's just like all these little steps. And again, if you're deleting the files and like new files coming in, you're implementing those new habits about naming and filing, you're, you're basically chipping away at the problem without letting it get bigger. That's what it is. It's the same well, thing for emails as well. Same approach. While you were kind of chatting then, I was just like, I'm really intrigued now to see when's the last time I touched my downloads folder, yes. you know, like, and actually I haven't. You, did you pull it up and go my date? out of my downloads folder since September. <laughs> what month is it now? It's December. Okay. That's not like horrible. That's honestly not horrible. I've worked with people that have had stuff in there for years, actually. But yeah. You know, I mean, but terrible. I normally, because what I do is if when, because the problem is my laptop will start running really slow because if you think oh, about yes. the kind of, the kind of files that I work with generally, yes. are, like recording this podcast, for example, yeah, you know, recordings or couple high of images, big, videos, couple of big audio files, uh, a big yeah. video file and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, and yes. also I have my membership, Happy mm-hmm. Habits Club, where you know, every week there's new video content going mm-hmm. into there, new video content. So yep. a lot of the stuff gets really big. And yes. then okay. so I will here's, just dump it in Dropbox. Yes. Here's your habit is I, I like, I'm a post-it person too, like very brightly colored post it oh, that says like when you're done working, empty downloads. So when yes. I'm doing client work, I work for a couple of membership owners. And again, it's it's down, it's video files, it's images, whatever. And when I get done with my work session, I open up downloads and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I uploaded that video. I don't need that. Like delete. And okay. Yeah. Those, all those images. Okay. Yeah. And that chat file, I already pulled the links like da da da. Yeah. So at the end of every, for me, it's mostly client work. I open downloads and I empty it out for, cause normally I'm like, I will have downloaded maybe 10 or 20 things but I don't need them no. and like I'm done with them. And so that's one of my habits is when I am done with like a work session, I go to downloads, kind of do a mental check, or sometimes I do need to like drag it out. Oh, I got to put that in there, you know, whatever and file it yeah. away. But 
again, now we're also getting it out of downloads. We're putting it where we're going to find it. Oh, I can't leave it like GMT, bunch of numbers, whatever Zoom names their files. Oh, I want to rename this, you know, like mastermind session, September 20th, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's little habits like that, that again, so literally important. there is nothing wrong with a bright post-it like in your work area because until it becomes second nature. Yeah. I've literally started, um, I, I have this new stuff, which honestly game changer based again on this thing of when things aren't in front of me, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have this like whiteboard paper. So you pull it out oh, nice. and then it yeah, sticks yeah, yeah. to your oh, wall. I know what this is. Like, it sticks to the wall. And so in like front static, of me, yeah. you can't see it. Um, I have like yeah. just some key things that I need to remember for the business, mm-hmm. like things that I need to do, like, you yes. know, um, the systems and a yep. couple of things. And it's like right in front of me. So every day I can't not see it. Yes. And it's so helpful. So, so, so helpful. And I think there's there's that's a thing too some people think like oh you know i i I have to hold it all i have to remember Mm -hmm. it all like you're not gonna i mean yeah even if all you do is run a business or like all you do there's so (laughs) many pieces but then you have to remember you know you might be caring for family members oh and hey you should take care of yourself as well and you know there's household things you have to remember like oh the you know maintenance is coming or whatever when you really sit down and think about all the little things that you have to manage and remember or find, it's too much. It is too yeah. much for you. It's too much for anybody. The human brain was not made to constantly remember this. Or if you do, what happens is you throw yourself, you're constantly worried. You throw yourself into a constant fight, flight, or freeze situation. Mm. And you're constantly high stress level and high cortisol levels. And that will break down your body. Like yeah. that will cause you issues. Um, there is nothing wrong with like having supports and visual aids and putting it somewhere else, like Asana holds a lot of my brain because when I sit down to do, you know, I, I work with like three different business owners. I cannot juggle everything I have to do for three different businesses, plus my business, plus my life. So when I go to Asana, it tells me exactly what I'm supposed to do today and the files I need are attached to the task. So my brain does not have to try and remember all that because I won't. And so, you know, that list on your wall, fantastic. And here's what you do when it suddenly becomes, sometimes when something's in one place for too long, it becomes invisible. Just Mm. take it from that wall and just move it 90 degrees and put it beside you. And that little bit of novelty makes it like brand new for your brain. Um, But the post-its, I I had so many post-its around my computer when I started as an online business owner and like took me a while to find my groove. Guess what? There's still like... There's notes everywhere. Like there's all kinds of stuff. And that is a valid system. That doesn't mean you don't have your stuff together. That doesn't mean you're failing. Like, no, that means you're finding supports that work for you. I think that was a big thing too, for me um, as a teacher and working with students who are either neurodivergent or just thought different ways. Like, Hey, like make yourself a note, get out the reference sheet. Like it's okay to use help and supports. That doesn't mean you're dumb. You know, it just means you're human, you know, and whatever you need to be successful is what you should do. There's like no shame in that game. And, you know, everybody is different, whether you're, you know, neurodivergent or neurotypical or you're diagnosed with something or not, like everybody is different. You know, you can give people blocks and say, build something. 
everyone's going to build something different. Yeah. Like organizing is the same way. Everyone's going to do it differently. They're going to do it in the way that feels good and natural for them. Yeah. And that's really what I do is I will, I kind of help people figure that out. Like I don't come in and say, this is what you're going to do. I'll like get to know them and say, okay, well, you know, here's like three options, which one feels easiest to you, which one feels most natural. And that's the path we're going to go. And then we're going to tweak it until we have a system that works for you. Yeah, I think that's the only way to work, isn't it? Because everybody's so mm. unique. Yeah. Not everybody finds, like, everybody's brains work differently. Not everybody yeah. finds the same things, like, enjoyable easy or to follow. Easy. Enjoy- yeah. Show what enjoyable yeah. is such. I don't like color coding things. None of my stuff oh, is color coded, but a lot to. of people do. Mm. And I'm like, sweet, color code it because it works for you. Color code it because you like looking at it. I'm like, I don't, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Like there's no right way. As I get older, I realize there's no right way to do anything. Mm. It's there's just different ways. It's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. And they're color all coding. valid. Color coding for me was like a game changer because yeah. I have so yeah. many different aspects of my business mm-hmm. that through color coding, I can mm-hmm. clearly understand, oh, mm-hmm. that's a digital meeting. So yeah. I don't need any, and travel. that means I don't need any traveling to me. I don't need any all. travel time, you know, for that one. This mm-hmm. is like a, you know, maybe a corporate session or mm-hmm. a um, a session where I need to leave the house. So for so that you've session, build in I need to think about what do I need to pack? What am mm-hmm. I taking? Is this a guided meditation, and therefore I just need mm-hmm. like my speaker and you know just generic mm-hmm. stuff, or do I need to take my gongs? Mm-hmm. And all my bags, do I need to drive yeah. there? Have I got yep. to think about parking? Um, yeah. It's so for you, like things. color triggers that. That does not work for me. I've it's tried perfect. to color code my calendar and like color code things. And that's just not how my brain works. Yeah. Like it, I'm just like, it, it just bothers me because they're different colors. And then you're like, ah, it's not uniform. <laughs> like, why is it different? <laughs> the only thing I color code is like, and in Google Calendar, I have so many different calendars, like my mm. family's calendar is one color and my business calendar is another color. So yeah, like, that makes you know, sense. know that, but like within my business, if it was like discovery calls are this and coffee chats are this and courses are, I'd be like, why is that? Yeah. But I think for a lot of that but stuff, that's just it's me. like, but for a lot of that stuff, it's like the same, even though it's a different um, thing, it's mm-hmm. pretty, by the sounds of it, it's pretty much like I'm on Zoom have a you know I'm set yes up. It, yeah like, it's all I just need basically to know who I'm talking to and what I'm talking about exactly. I don't need like, to know I, like yeah I'll like click the thing and like read it and be like oh okay yeah it's you know whatever but yeah like just like color coding for me it's like this ongoing joke like my <laughs> files are just all black they're in a list view like everything like it's yeah. it's like but the again, most it's boring thing ever, but it's how my brain works. Yeah, and there are other people like, oh, I color code everything. I have emojis in my file names because I like that visual input. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, there's a website, um, Emojipedia, mm. like Encyclopedia, but it's Emojipedia, and you it has like all the emojis. And if you search like I don't know, like thumbs up, it shows you what they look like for like. Samsung and Apple and Android, like the, the different platforms oh, or whatever. But then like you can a new copy special it, interest coming up. <laughs> right? But then you can copy it and then you can paste it into, you know, wherever you want to paste yeah. it, like your emails. It's a good place if you don't have like an emoji keyboard or an easy way to do it. You yeah. can copy and paste it into stuff. But there are people who like to put emojis in their file names. And 
they're so small for me, like doesn't work. And again, I'm not like a visual person like that, but I'm like, sweet. Cause I work with teachers and like, Oh, I'm doing my food unit. So I have like, you know, some food for that. Oh, my yeah. clothing unit, I have a little clothing for family. I have like the family emoji and, you know, for community, I have like the hospital or whatever yeah, emoji. That's so cool. And you know, or they put it in like their, um, if you're, so you're a membership owner, teachers will put it in like their assignment names or the names of their mm. modules. Cause it like makes it more fun or they'll use it like the purple heart, which isn't great for colorblind students. So don't color code things that way. <laughs> my first, okay. Side story. My first year of teaching very first year, I had a student who, um, he was born and I think it's the cones in your eyes that like yep. allow you to see color. Well, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. born, they were damaged. So he saw the world in grayscale. Wow. So everything was like black and white to him. He, he had no color vision. Wow. And so for my very first year of teaching, I never color coded anything. Or if I did, it was also shape coded. So it was like, oh, you're the triangle group. You're the That's circle group. Clever. And in my like presentations, also when I present, I never say like, oh, it's the red text. I would font code and use different fonts or I would make it mm. bold or italic or underline and distinguish like some other way. So um, clever. Because he was completely saw no color. And then I had a lot of students throughout the years that didn't realize they were colorblind until I was teaching the colors in Spanish. And he's like, what class? Class? What color is this? And everyone's like blue. And this one kid's like green. And it was very obviously blue. It wasn't one of those weird ones. And he's like, that's, that's green. Right. And I was like, no, no. like, I think I probably had four kids in my class discover wow. they had some level of color blindness. Yeah, like, we how are you going to know that? I mean, yeah. And I always thought it'd be funny because I, this is going to give you a real insight into the kind of person I am. I did not do this, but I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if you had a kid and when you're teaching your baby, the colors, you taught them all wrong. And you taught them that like the sky is orange and grass is yellow. And like, you legitimately taught them like those red roses. Yeah. Oh, that's purple. Like you just yeah. legitimately taught them all the colors wrong. <laughs> and but so when they is, went to school, like, but their worldview was really skewed. This is the thing. Cause like, you don't, you don't realize how much we rely on. As I talk mm-hmm. about this a lot with mindset stuff. Yeah. It's your that's perception, your, but it's, your it's map not always the, right. It's your map of the world. Uh-huh. And the yeah. only reason that we all kind of, because um, when I had my breakdown, this literally happened to me. I I didn't know what was true anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember legitimately feeling like if somebody told me like the grass is blue and the sky is green, I'd be yeah. like, oh, okay. okay. And I wouldn't be 100% sure, you know, like, whereas now you'd yeah, be like, yeah. no, it isn't. But yeah. it's that it's that map of the world that's created through mm-hmm. shared um experiences or well and just shared uh, what's the word oh oh, come on brain it's like you know we all agree that's oh the leaves are green and this is yeah the rose is red right we all agree on that so it's like this kind of shared agreement yes that you know this is the color of my hair yes we're all gonna wear clothes yeah Um, there's like social agreements like social right and it creates this kind of like map that helps Mm -hmm. people to feel safe because mm-hmm. it's like actually if you're that kid and you were taught this is purple yeah. and the leaves are yellow suddenly no one wears clothes anywhere and yes. you turn up to a school on your first day naked telling everyone the rose is purple everyone's going to be yeah. like you okay hun but actually yeah. there's nothing there's wrong nothing wrong with that child it's just yeah. the map 
is different. It's different. It's like, yes. I mean, this could deep. You know, right? I'm like, well, that's essentially what culture shock is, too. Mm. Like, I, I studied in Mexico. Um, I'm from the U.S., if you hadn't noticed by my accent. I'm from, like, Nebraska, which is right in the middle, real small yeah. town, like, rural farms everywhere. And I went and studied in this city called Querétaro in Mexico. And it's just like, ah. Uh, and, like, culture shock, really, it's just you just feel so out of your element and like you're doing yeah. everything wrong and uh, oh gosh it's like the, we've steered so the, far from working but the same with but, like the slang you know. you know like you were saying i have to look up the slang is that good or a bad I'm thing like, it's like i don't know what you're saying <laughs> and that's the thing isn't it, it makes you feel mm-hmm. dare i say it like unsafe when yeah, you don't very understand unsure. the landscape yes mm. and you don't want to make a mistake because as humans we crave community because community is safety and survival yes. and when everyone keeps yelling bosh and i don't know what the heck that is <laughs> and like it's funny because when I studied in Mexico and even like Taskmaster, I don't know how edited it is over there, but on YouTube, a lot of times it's completely unedited and you, you learn like swears or insults or yeah. kind of like funny things you say, but I'm not really aware of like the, the nuance, like how severe these things are, mm. you know, you don't understand, like, is this a really offensive, hurtful thing to say? Or is this just kind of like joking around? But like also you don't some... learn that and you get sort yeah, of scared. But there's also like, nuance oh. in that, right? Yeah, about, like, about your relationship with the other person or the situation or how well you know them. Yes. Because and sometimes it's like, okay to use that word mm-hmm. in that environment, but you wouldn't use it. Not in another way. one. Or there's some, God, there's some word they would use on Bake Off and it's a baking term, but it was also a slang term for boobs. And I can't remember <laughs> what it was, but everyone's laughing. I had like Google, like, why is like this funny? Tits? Like, what is this? No, BAPS. I think it was oh, BAPS. BAPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's it was. Like, so it's like and a roll, but it's also Yeah, it's like, like a roll, like, boobs, like yeah. a bun, like you would eat yeah, something yeah, on, but yeah, it yeah, also yeah. means that. And they were like doing some double entendre joke. And I'm like, I don't You're like, it. what? I'm like, pause. <laughs> what does BAPS? I'm like, oh. Oh, and my Google search history is probably very concerning to some. You need to just get on Urban Dictionary. Well, it will tell and you I was always like, I was like, why? Like on Taskmaster, again, I'm so sorry, everyone British listening, if this is a wildly inappropriate. <laughs> but on Taskmaster, they kept calling people a bell end. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, this is a hilarious like, just like thing to say. But I'm like, why is this an insult? And so I literally Googled, why is bell end an insult? It's like, oh, because it references this. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. do you know why it is? I'm like, <laughs> like I can share my Google results, but <laughs> I was just like, oh, that makes sense. I don't think I'm going to say that, no. <laughs> but like, I didn't know why. And I was, it's like, just but again, funny. it's that kind of thing where at school you would maybe say to your mate, oh, don't be yeah. a bell end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's but, not like that offensive. But you'd never but like be the, you'd... to the teacher and be like, oh, I'm so sorry, teacher. I'm being a total bell end. Or uh, like, you probably wouldn't go that way. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's more <laughs> like you wouldn't. I am just that person yeah, that rolls in weird. like, oh, I'm so sorry I was acting foolish. Please disregard my offensive yeah. behavior where I like skew real formal what people and safe. Think is, it depends what people think. So like I'm from yes. a, fishing, a fishing town and so my language mm-hmm. gets very colorful a lot of the time because that's yeah, just how we everyone call it talks. like swearing like a sailor is what we call it yeah, in the US. Right. Like everyone, you're in the Navy and you swear like a sailor. and Everybody swears where I come from. Yeah. It's more yeah. rare that people don't, you know, instead of saying like, um, and trying to think what to say, people go, mm-hmm. oh, fucking, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. It's just yeah. like a pause. That's just it's what not, you do. 
And then I remember being in this job interview once and at the end of the job interview, the guy, I, I got the job and the guy said to me, oh, it's funny that you got the job. And I said, why? And he said, because you swore in your interview. And I was like, did I? I did. And then he yeah. said the word. I can't remember what the word was. It was something like shit or bullshit or some something like mm-hmm. that. And I just looked at him like Some, really like, confused. I swear. Was like, I was like, that's not swearing. In my head, yeah. I was like, oh my God, did I drop an F bomb or a C bomb in a job interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad, you know? And then he was like, oh, you said like bullshit or something like that. I was like, like that's not oh. swear words. Like, like, oh, if you can't handle that, you don't want me in the office. I, that's literally <laughs> what I said. <laughs> great i worked there for years we had we had a good time i'm, I'm really conscious of time because i know um, i'm like i could just talk to you all day that's me what i learned today i'm like hey you just want to hang out because it's it's 8 46 in the morning where i am i literally have all day to talk <laughs> and i'm like i have my next appointment in 15 minutes 10. oh shoot yeah we gotta wrap this up then <laughs> but um it, what one thing do you wish you'd known? Obviously, it's good things I wish I'd known. I haven't even got the one question. Okay. <laughs> so I was thinking about this, but here's the one thing I wish I had known. And it t- I'm going to bring this episode around. It's going to be so yes, great. great. The one thing I wish I had known is that things aren't important. Things don't make you who you are. Things don't mm. aren't what make people like you or care about you and I think so much especially when you're like a young kid I grew up in the 90s but you know it was important to have like the right clothes or the right pencil or the right whatever because that was going to make you popular and cool and accepted and um, the way I grew up love was really shown through things and through Mm. buying things Um, and so I really kind of grew up with this skewed notion that happiness was something you bought happiness was something you got through getting things and new things Mm. made you happy and that a thing would solve your problems and as I've gotten older I'm realized you know I don't like people because of the things they have or the way they dress. I like them because of who they are and how they Mm. treat people. And, you know, that's why I like people and your value doesn't come or your worth or your ability, your right to be loved doesn't come because you wore the right thing or you had the right purse or your house had the right decorations it's you deserve to be valued and loved just because you exist like yes. you exist and that makes you worthy of love and you your relationships are based on how you care for people and how you interact in the world and are you trying to like do good or are you tearing people down like mm. that's re- ultimately what matters and like things do matter don't matter like, if, if right now because for me that's still a very hard thing to believe then when I get in that bad like mental thing, I think about my very best friends and I think, okay, if my friend Brandy lived in a really tiny house that had like the bare necessities and were all secondhand clothes, you know, would I think she was like a worse person or would I not want to be her friend anymore? Like, no, of course not. She's the mm. smartest, most caring, compassionate, amazing person in the world. I don't care about the yeah. things in her life. I care about her. Yeah. And I think that's really what I wish I would have, that's, that's the message I wish I would have been told like growing up. And especially I was, I I was a high school teacher. I worked with like middle schools, like about 13 to 18 year olds. I spent 10 years with them and to watch them kind of go through that really difficult time in life and 
you know, you're so self-conscious and you want to fit in and you're worried about, am I smart enough? Do I have the cool enough things? Mm. Just like, no, man, you're like, I didn't say this to them because I can't, but like, you're fucking brilliant. Like, <laughs> you're an amazing human being. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, you suck at Spanish. I'm not going to lie. Like Spanish <laughs> is really hard for you, but you are so creative and every yeah. story you write for this class, it's always so unique and you always have such a different spin and you do things. I've never, I could never even imagine. I think you're brilliant. Your gift is not the same as someone else's gift. That doesn't mean you're wrong. That means your gift is different what and you don't have to fit thing in. to learn as well oh. at, at that age. Because I think exactly definitely to have, coming through school is like... It's tough. Yeah. It can be really, really tough school. for some kids. And when you... Oh, God, it's hard. When you're, a, when you're an adult... And you're looking at these kids and you have the perspective of having been out of that, those difficult years. And you know, these truths now, your grades don't matter. Like I always tell my kids, I'm, like, a, teacher. I'm a teacher and I'm telling you this grade doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, everyone freaked out about biology in my school. Cause it was a really hard class. And the teacher was very, he's a good teacher, he's smart, very hard. I go, and they'd always freak out over a test. I go, guys, do you know what my high school biology grade was? Like, no, what was it? Miss McCarg? What was that? I go, I don't know, guys. And no one ever asked me. No one has ever said, hey, McCarg, what was your biology grade? Nobody cares. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And I just say, you know what matters? What matters is how hard you're willing to work and how you treat people. Mm. That is all that matters in life. You want to be successful? Work hard and be kind. Because yes. those are the people that people want to hire. Those are I the people that get stuff teacher. done. <laughs> I was I was that teacher that I was just like it's all a lie the system is a game and none of this matters just be nice and learn to accept who you are that's all oh. you have to do maybe we need to get like um do a podcast episode where it's like you and the kids who you taught but they're like older now oh my god like would, whether it actually I would fed probably through. just ugh, I'd probably just cry <laughs> probably just oh no like sometimes this is not always what happens teaching is hard but every now and then I'd get like a letter from like they'd write me letters like seniors would and I I still have some of them because I would just cry like my favorite one was like thanks for caring about us as like looking at us as more than a grade and a C and like thanks for like seeing us as people and like being a safe space and actually asking how we were doing and listening I'm just like please have a healthy good life and know you're amazing I'd be a wreck if you brought me on with former students unless they were all like horrible people now or like it's your fault I'm like like I'd probably still cry but for very different different reasons yeah so anyways there's what I wish I had known it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I could talk to you all day. And I know. I think once Same. we get off camera, I will probably be talking to you about helping me sort my digital. Mess oh yeah, out we're gonna talk from behind the screen. <laughs> um, here's the thing, too. We're gonna talk because you're lovely, and all of like those files. I always tell people like you're doing such amazing things, and your files and your digital clutter should not hold you back from accomplishing mm. your mission and helping people. And so yeah. I work with like. I am, I'm working with a postpartum nurse. I'm working with an equity education, educational equity consultant. These people that are doing amazing things in the world. And I'm like, I'm not going to let your files stop you yes, from doing and making the world a better place. Because you're amazing and we need to make you do all the great things. So, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. Um, it's been awesome. I will put, for anyone who wants to get in touch with Lisa, <laughs> I will put all the links below because it's highly likely I'm not the only one who. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we need some 
bonus content with us talking about slang and my horrible understanding of British terms. And I'm just going to message you. I'm watching Big Holiday Edition. And she said, this. what the heck does, what it, does mean? it mean? I love it. Yes. Oh, well, and thank you to all the listeners for listening. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, please hit the little bell and subscribe to the channel. Then you will get a little reminder um, when we've got new episodes out for you to enjoy. If you are listening on your favourite podcast platform, please, 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 I am actually begging, um, <laughs> leave us a review. It really, really helps us to um, reach more people, for people to understand what the podcast's about and why they should listen. And also click that subscribe button as well and thank you so much for being here we will be back with another episode very soon much love we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as rachel enjoys making this podcast why not share it with a friend in need of some heartwarming beer inspiration and if you really love it drop us a review on apple podcasts as it really helps us reach and inspire more people thanks for listening 